0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 167 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. Unlike yesterday, which was the 18th, even though I said the 19th, but getting old, losing track of time. No big deal. Uh, As you can see by the gentleman in the box below, Omar and I, we are joined today by Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram to talk a little bit. Cowboys, Dolphins. Hard Rock Stadium on behind enemy lines before we a battle of the
1: pretenders.
0: You know the term I heard somebody threw out to me today that I hadn't heard the fraudster bowl.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: before we get to Clarence, very quickly we're going to do our obligatory salute to a, a player whose jersey number corresponds to the last two digits of the episode number sixty-seven. In this case, the first time around we did Hall of or no Hall of Fame candidate. Seniors candidate now, Bob Kuchenberg. This time we're going to go with Laramie Tunsell, who wore 67 his first two seasons with the Dolphins before switching to 78, before being traded to the Houston Texans for in a deal that keeps on giving.
1: The, 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 the player that you gave up one of the best tackles in the NFL for a bounty of draft picks that have turned into okay players, but I don't necessarily think it correlates or serves as the cornerstone of what you've become.
0: Oh, my God, Omar. Omar, look, go back and look at what they've produced, mind you, including some draft picks thrown in there as well. But there's a litany of really high-end players, including Jalen Waddell. Uh, That's
1: cute. Sorry? That's cute. That's cute. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the best safeties in the NFL, and Laramie Tunsil, one of the best lineback, uh, offensive tackles in the NFL, or this bounty of draft picks, which the, the star is, is Jalen Waddle?
0: Which no, no, it's like the star is not Jalen Waddle because they, they got more out of it. But let's not Clarence is looking at us like are these guys gonna get done with this Laramie Tunsil talk. Omar, you and I will revisit this topic at some what point. What you want? Laramie
1: Tunsil or draft picks, Clarence. Ooh, who are the picks? Who are the picks?
0: Kevin, who the they, picks yeah, are? They were they, they turned turn into hand, correct. And it was way more than Jalen Waddle. It's the only name I can think of. Because I'm trying to think if maybe even well, they were
2: valuable, you think of more than Jalen Waddle. It, it was
0: way more than Jalen Waddle. <laughs> one, <laughs> <Noah> <laughs> yeah. one
1: of them might be Noah Igbenogany.
2: One of
0: them might be Tyree Hill, if I remember correctly.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, man, that's just a trade of a first-round pick. you That's not Laramie Tunsil.
0: That's just you. But it's extra picks that were used to do that. That's what I'm trying to get. Okay, enough with this. <laughs> totally foolishness, all that good stuff. Omar, do your thing.
1: Listen... Uh, right now you 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 have the pleasure of watching one of the smoothest men covering the NFL, Clarence Hill. Uh, Clarence has been a mentor of mine. Clarence taught me how to treat the youngins when they come in the game. You 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 give them everything. You, you you share the knowledge. You tell them you got a need, you come to me. And I continue to pass that on as Clarence continues to pass that on. And that's really how you support this young generation of young reporters. Clarence, I just want to give you your flowers, brother, because you're the first person that really, really taught me how to work the game.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. Man, you, you, you're you making me seem, oh, you've been doing this a long time yourself, Omar. So I, I, I know, know, I know. But you got you a on me now. Don't, don't play. <laughs> You're not escaping you know, that one, Clarence. You know, I'm just very proudly. Saying. The, the, no, it, it is all good, man. I, I appreciate it. I've always thought about, about giving back and, and reaching back. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I am glad you have risen to where you are and, you know, the authority of the Dolphins. So, you know, you 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 are part of the legacy. Appreciate that, Clarence. Did you just
0: call him the authority on the Dolphins? Uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> go ahead.
1: All right. Cool. Um, You're
0: going to no. the this question There, shall I go, Mark? Well, will let you do the honors.
1: Um, Clarence, I call this the showdown of the pretenders. Um, because everybody in the NFL views both of these teams as fraudulent teams. Um, because they supposedly haven't beaten anybody, exactly. Uh, now, now they finally get to play each other. Somebody's going to lose, somebody is finally right. going gonna, to gonna end their pretender legacy. Um, how do you see this game playing out, especially after? the embarrassing loss that the Buffalo or beat down that the Buffalo Bills put on Dallas
2: or, or two things, you know, they love to move, uh, move the goalpost. So he, no matter who wins, like, we well, just beat the Cowboys and they don't win on the road. Right. Or you just beat the dolphins and they're pretender, right. It's going to be a goalpost being moved anyway. So I don't think this game proves anything. They're, they're not a pretender if, if that's the case is that is that the, uh, uh, the narrative that that's out there, but yeah, this is a huge game for the Cowboys uh, because they don't understand why they're so bad on the road and so good at home. You know, one thing to note is that the Cowboys have not lost back-to-back games since 2021. Uh, they're really good about bouncing back and, and, you know, they don't have two losses in the road, but I don't think they've ever had a juggernaut of, of at Buffalo at Miami in back-to-back games. It's going to certainly put a test uh to to that trend of them not losing back to back games. And, and again, the, the issue with the Cowboys is is all four of the losses will come on the road. You know, and they got two, two very embarrassing losses, three very embarrassing losses we had in Arizona. Uh, Arizona, uh, they lost by double digits, a three, three and eleven Arizona team. Uh, they lost, got the doors blown off by San Francisco, which is everybody says is a good team. Uh and certainly that the egg they laid the no show they laid up in, in, in uh in Buffalo last weekend and, and for the Cowboys when they know show it's everybody. It's offense, it's defense. They didn't get anything done. And now they have to regroup and, and come down to Miami and, and try to get this thing done. And and again the Cowboys certainly are a pretender because they're not going to win the division at this point. They're not going to have the number one seed and they already made the playoffs but they have to play, get when they get in the playoffs they have to play on the road and they can't win on the road. So how could you believe in a team that can't win on the road when that's the road you have to take to get to the super bowl but
1: but, 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 hold, but on.
0: hold on, hold just, on.
1: Last, just last week Dak prescott was the mvp front runner what happened buffalo happened and buffalo happened the, the,
2: the, 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 you know he he didn't play well and and you know he he, he was awful uh uh but you know th- that's part of it i mean you know, it, it's mind-boggling, as hot as that offense was and, and, and how as Dak Prescott was, they would go out and have a game like they did against Buffalo. Uh, but that's similar to what they did against Miami. I mean, I don't remember. It's similar to what they did against San Francisco. I mean, it's similar to what uh, they did against Arizona. And, and, and the only thing you can say, the difference is the road. It wasn't the weather. They got a beautiful day for Buffalo standards, especially in the first half, in December, you know, with forty. Some degrees and no rain. It started raining the second half, but but the game was over. There was no snow. There was no cold weather. You know they are a passing team that it, it, it worked well for what they wanted to do, but but they couldn't get anything done.
0: May I, Omar? You sure may. thanks. Uh, my my question, my question to you, Clarence, is because I look at Dallas's record. Is this so much an issue of them being poor on the road, as opposed to? Them having a hard time beating the, the elite teams because outside of the Arizona blip, the teams that they lost to against San Francisco, Philly uh, and Buffalo and the game that they lost against the Eagles was one that they kind of should have won. So is it more of an issue of, again, beating the top teams as, as opposed to they just can't win on the road because they're there, well, there for
2: all right, you know, again, is, is Philly a top team? I mean, because you said they, they probably should have beat Philly on the road and they blew Philly's doors off at home, you know, and that and that's the thing that's mind boggling with the Cowboys because the question of they can't beat elite teams. Well, they they thought they answered that when they blew out Philly the week before the Buffalo game. You know, and then they go to Buffalo. So it's more of a road issue than, than 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 a than a top team issue because they did beat Philly on the road. I mean at home, they did beat us. Seattle, which is a you know, which beat Philly, which is a playoff contender at home. But it's not just not beating them, it's the performances. And again, the 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 way they got their doors blown. There's no way you're gonna tell me, you know, listen, that that San, San Francisco and Buffalo are 20, 30 points better than the Cowboys, when they're both at their best. But when they show up or don't show, that's what the score looks like. You know, and so it's really, you know, this and and that's what you know troubles them the most is the non-compete in those games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How much of that if – sorry, Omar. Go
2: ahead. How no, much go ahead.
0: of that if any is on Mike McCarthy, you think?
2: I mean, obviously he's the head coach. You know, he gets credit for what they do and how, how they, you know, done well at home. And, and he gets credit for them having double-digit wins for three straight years. He gets credit for them being a player for three straight reels. And and so sort of this is part of that DNA. He's not pushing the right button. There's, the question, there's no question he's not putting, pushing the right buttons in these games on the road, so yeah, he, he certainly gets some of that. But but you know, players got to be accountable. I mean, where's you know Michael Parsons? You're talking about Dak Prescott being the MVP guy. You know, and Michael Parsons supposed to be the defensive player of the year. You know, where is he in those games and, and showing up in those games? And 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 Dan Quinn, everybody loves Dan Quinn, He's been the next head coach and he's got none of it. But his defense has, was exposed in, in those games. Their run defense has been an issue. It was certainly exposed, and they couldn't have the the power of the of the. Bills, but also couldn't have the speed of James Cook. And now you're coming to Miami and facing those two speedy backs you got. got, uh, and the Cowboys don't set the edge. I mean, how are they going to contain HA And most, you know, yeah, not to mention uh, Tyreek Hill if he's healthy.
1: How, how much do you think that that matchup, um, obviously Tyreek is, is probably the most dangerous weapon in the NFL. How much do you think the game changes if he does not play?
2: I think it changed a lot because I think the Cowboys will, will put more in the box because they didn't do a lot of stuff. They didn't load the box against Buffalo, you know, and and, and so and they played a, and Buffalo took advantage of that nickel defense, you know, and, and they with their size and and, and 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 you know again that's 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 a scheme issue for, for for Quinn. But yeah, if if Tyreek doesn't play, you know, you know the Dolphins are a different offense without Tyreek. I mean, certainly they beat the Jets, but it's not use the Jets game as as an example. I mean, the week before. You know, they, they they that offense looked in the quarterback looked a lot different without Tyreek on the field.
0: Um, How much does the Dallas offense change, if at all, and how less effective do you figure it will be if Zach Martin winds up not being able to play?
2: Well, I think Zach's going to play. He's trending in the right direction. Certainly, more of a bruise than anything else. It wasn't anything joint or or ligament wise. Uh He was rehabbing yesterday. He said he's still going to play after the game. Mac McCarthy said he's going to play. Uh, they expect to the play, but I don't think that Zach Martin's absence was a, was a reason for their struggles in Buffalo. That that that's certainly what the case. And, and and their little secret is Zach Martin is not the best offensive lineman on the team anymore. It, it's it's the left guard. It, it's Tyler Smith. Zach Martin has not been their best guard this season. It's been Tyler Smith, and you know Zach Martin still Zach Martin, but he's not Pro Bowl. Give up nothing, Zach Martin. That, that's not who we're seeing anymore, anyway.
1: Interesting. I remember Tyler Smith. I saw him training in Bob Maritos and I thought he was good, but I didn't know he was going to be one, a first round pick and two, um, the best offensive lineman on that line. What, what, what has his development been like?
2: I mean, you know what? Tyler Smith has been good since he showed up. You know, he was he, he was brought in to, to possibly be a replacement of uh, Tyron Smith, left tackle. Uh, but he, you know, but he, but, but he was going to start at guard and, and, and then Tyron Smith as a rookie got hurt in training camp and has forced him to start at left tackle all last year. And he was very solid, very held his own at left tackle. Uh, Ty, Tyron Smith is back and he's been a guard and he's, he, he's, if, if you look at the grade and how he's played, he's, he's great as it. one of the top guards in the game. And that's from day one. And, and, and again, his maturity, you know, uh, He's one of the most impressive rookies to ever walk in those doors, and how he handled himself, how he handled the media. Guy from Tufts, who really never really talked to the media. You know, you you would think, you know, in college certainly not in high school. From you know, uh, he was not a big time prospect, like a two star prospect coming out. But but he's a smart guy, intelligent guy, real grounded guy, and and, and he's you know one of our great interviews. I mean, you know, we he, he talks every week, and it is very uh, can really explain what's going on. Again, one of the most impressive guys, but yeah, his maturity, you know, you're talking about, you, you know, office line, you know, that's your thing. And For a guy to come out of rookie number one and go from guard to tackle back to guard without any problems, any blips, you know, you, you talk about development, you want to leave this guy here, you don't want to overwhelm him. He handled it all, you know, and, and certainly coming to us his his, his his sophomore year. He, he's been great.
0: Clarence, are you the one who taught Omar to obsess about the offensive line?
2: I did not. Absolutely did not. That, 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 that's his own. That, that's his thing, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a back guy. I'm a back guy. I'm a receiver guy. But, I, you know, I like the, you know,
1: the, the defensive side of the ball. But you know, he, that, that's him. He, he's the line guy. Absolutely. Uh, Now, let me let me do this. Uh, This segment is brought to you by U-Break Wheel Fix. Uh, U-Break Wheel Fix is your complete wheel repair and refinishing solutions located in North Miami. Over 25 years experience repairing damaged wheels from cracks and bends along all types of refinishing and repair jobs. Customize your wheels with colors and designs that will make your car look fresh. You can call Mark at 305-748-0112. Uh, once again, you break, wheel fix. And you can find them on social media anywhere you can. You, and at you break, we'll fix right there. Um, l- let me ask you a little bit about this defense, Clarence. Um, obviously, I didn't see that many big major numbers from Josh Allen. It just looked like they got gobbled up by Cook. Um, is this defense susceptible to the run? Oh, that's the question. That's, that's been an issue from day one. I mean, because the Cowboys
2: you know, have one of the best pass rushers in the league, you know, with Michael Parsons. And and that's the way teams, you know, want to avoid the pass rush by running on them. And the Cowboys before the Bills game not giving up a hundred yard rush, but that's mostly because the offense used to get in the head and teams have to, you know, throw the ball to keep up with them offensively. But the Bills basically went Michigan mode. I mean, you know, you, you say you didn't see the big numbers from Josh Allen. Josh Allen completed seven passes in the whole game. He threw 15, you know. It, it, it was like Michigan, you know, when they just ran 49 straight times to, to end the game. They didn't have to pass. And it was crazy because after the game, you know, the, the coach gave Josh Allen the game ball. Why did he get a game ball? James Cook didn't get a game ball. that, that That's crazy to me. How, why did James Cook didn't get a game ball? Why you give it to Josh Allen? It makes, makes no sense that Josh Allen made a joke said I feel like the guy uh, who did nothing on the class project got an A,
1: you know, which, <laughs> which,
2: which, 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 is, which is a factual because it was all about the running game. It was all about James Cook yeah uh, yeah they 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 know that they have a problem stopping the run uh certainly they they have not no one has exposed them like Buffalo but the but the uh certainly the 49ers and Christopher McCaffrey ran well on them. Debo Samuel ran well physically on them, but when they lost to Arizona, that was part of it. You know teams uh, use their big office linemen. they pull in guards, get stuff out in space. Uh, take advantage of the cowboys weak uh smallest linebacker the cowboys are starting mark youth kid of the family you love a great story but he weighs on two and eight pounds to mm. at linebacker he weighs two and eight pounds you know and, and so they they get their big lineman on them and and, and, and it's an issue it's one reason why they uh tried to sign Shaq leonard you know and they lost Leighton Vanderush and they tried to sign Shaq Leonard chose to, to go to Philadelphia uh over the Cowboys because he wanted to be with some dogs on defense because that defense is Putting part of a three game losing streak, the chain defense coordinator it didn't matter because they gave up, gave it all up against Seattle in, in the final moments last, uh, on Monday night. But, uh, yeah, they're small. And, and, and so then, you know, they, they play, playing without Jonathan Hankins, a nose tackle, is, is reminding people that is he v to v When did Jonathan Hankins become, you know, this anchor that, you know, a guy has been on several teams who was basically given away by, by the Raiders last year to the Cowboys for nothing? And, and now he's so integral to what the Cowboys doing. On hold day. on, hold on.
1: So he's not going to be playing on Sunday. No, he's out. No,
2: he's he's he has ankle injury.
1: He didn't play against Buffalo, and he's most likely uh, he's out to the end of the season with high ankle sprain. A, a nose tackle is a very hard position to replace. Is Mozzie Smith up for the task? Exactly. The guy they drafted the first round out of Michigan, who was supposed to bench press seven hundred pounds, has been
2: a huge disappointment, if not a a bust so oh. far. And he doesn't he doesn't play a lot than, uh, he hadn't played a lot, and in in, he was part of that run defense. That was part of his problems uh, against Buffalo because he drafted him in the first round to be a run stuffer. He was supposed to start in front of Hankins. You know, you, you got the first round out of Michigan. Saying, yeah, but
1: I don't think he's a true nose tackle. I mean, wow. I, I understand he's strong like an ox, but I, well, I didn't, he's not a
2: true nose tackle. He can't pass rush, so he's not a true technique either. So what you doing with him? I don't he know. can't rush the passer.
3: New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
1: You, you can't disrespect Jerry in his drafting, though. No, I, I will say this: I will, I will fight for Jerry Jones because I think his drafting. Overlapped. Well, let's, let's, let's be honest.
2: Let's be honest. It's will McClay. Let's get let's get a proper man his flowers. It ain't Jerry Jones. It's okay. Will McClay. It's, it's Will McClay in drafting. But, uh, yeah, no, he's done a great job. You can, you can look at the Tyler Smith and last year's draft with, with Tyler Smith, uh, the cornerback that's leading the league in, in interceptions uh, in pick sixes. He was part of that draft class. So the jerk, Jake Ferguson, uh, uh Deron Bland is always talking about the cornerback. Jake Ferguson, tight end of Wisconsin was great. You know, so last year's draft class, you can talk about all the first-round picks, all the offensive linemen that got a draft, so they drafted well. This This past draft class, though, you know, we're already talking about uh, a Smith, you know, not really showing up and not being who they hoped he was going to be the second round pick. You know, if, 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 Jake, you knew Jake Ferguson was going to blow up like you did, you wouldn't be taking uh Luke Schoonmaker who, who's, who's not done anything, you know, in, in the second round. And so that, that's been a disappointment That's part of this draft class, this draft class, this past draft class has, has not lived to expectations. Uh,
0: oh, oh, to Omar here with an offensive line question. Uh, the Dolphins-Jets game on Sunday was pretty much over the first time the Jets had the ball when the Dolphin pass rush just basically, I don't know, ran ran through turnstiles and just plastered Zach Wilson, and it was clear from the start Jets O-line was not going to be able to stop that pass rush. Is the Dallas pass pro been good? Oh. Uh, yeah, let me leave it at that, because... If, if obviously if they, if Dak Prescott's under pressure the whole game, it's gonna be tougher for him to get to Ceedee Lamb and those guys.
2: Well, the Jets' offensive line is one reason why Aaron Rodgers needs to stop that mess by trying to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. Come on, they, they got you hurt. They got you hurt in game one. You, you saw what what happened to Zach Wilson. You stop. Stop. Stop this glorification of Aaron Rodgers coming back for no reason. You know, I mean? you know that he man is trying again. to make victory come back from be the first play ever. To come it's, back. It's all, again, it's all about the glorification of Aaron Rodgers. Ain't nobody helping the team. I, I understand this. I, I know Aaron Rodgers know him well. It's all about that. But yeah, no, the Cowboys offense is not as much better. Again, uh, I, I talked about Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, left tackle, has been lights out. They didn't have a good game against Buffalo, but nobody did. But they, they've been great offseason and, and they played well. I talked about Zach Martin. Uh the weak link is Terrence Steele at right tackle, but he he certainly had a horrible game against Philadelphia uh, a couple of weeks ago. But he's been solid. No, the, the pass rush has been good, and Dak Prescott has been good getting away from the rush, and, and, and they like to say playing beyond the two point three and really you know, scrambling and making plays with his feet. So no, this is, this is definitely not the Jets offensive line you're facing.
0: No, no, no. I know no, I knew that, but I, I was trying to to get an idea. There, nobody's at the Jets offensive line. <laughs> I mean, that thing is like is like Division three. Um, I was just curious as to exactly how much better it was.
1: Let, let me ask you about Dak. Um, you, you know the narrative about Dak. You cover the Cowboys, so you know they're, they're America's team. So you, you, you cover a team that the whole world cares about. Is Dak ever going – what does Dak need to do to get the monkey off his back of that can't win a big game? Win a big game when right.
2: exactly what <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth the problem what i the problem what i have with the win a big game game is it, it's only a big game when he loses it's not a big game he's won a lot of games he he's won a lot of games a lot of won a lot of games with a winning team won a lot of games against tough teams uh but uh you know it's only when he loses is it is it not a big is it a big you know when he loses is a big game the other games are just he's supposed to win i don't know how you 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 could supposed to win anything you know everybody talks about you know, it's funny because we talking about the Jets defense. You know, certainly before uh, Tua had a good game this week. You know, there was this stat about how all these quarterbacks struggled against the Jets defense. Dak had no problem with the Jets defense. You know, he was like thirty or thirty-five, two hundred seventy some yards and, and and two touchdowns. You know, but yet no one giving him credit for that. You know, but uh, the 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 thing with Dak and just like the thing with this Cowboys team is you have to win in the playoffs. The Cowboys have not won in the you know been to the Super Bowl. Have been to the championship game since nineteen ninety five. You know, his two playoff wins, you know, he beats Tampa last year. No one cares because, you know, he loses to San Francisco, and now he hasn't won a big game. He's, he beat Seattle and Russell Wilson in the playoffs. No one remembers that, you know, because, you know, he didn't win the next round. You know, so it's only, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers as a rookie. Go back to his rookie year and went toe-to-toe Aaron Rodgers. They had the best rookie league. Probably should have won that game, but the defense gave up a third and 30, you know, came back against Aaron Rodgers. But no one remembers that. You know, it's all Dak only, you know, Lays lazy an egg. That's not true, but that's the narrative. it's going to be the narrative until the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, and I think he's getting some of the guff from Tony Romo and all the the years in the past because they didn't win big games. It's 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 the really the the thing that's hanging over the whole Cowboys franchise. Can they win the playoffs? It's going to what's also what's going to get Mike McCarthy, who's been his is, coach. To, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry, you know, guys. How? How is he viewed by the fandom? Is there a Dakanon in Dallas?
2: I mean, again, Dak is a lightning rod. I mean, and I I think the social media, the first takes have taken, have made everything crazy. I mean, their Cowboy fans literally hate Dak Prescott because what they hear on first take or what they hear on Undisputed and what they hear off, I mean, you know, he doesn't get a break. You know, and, and again, I, I, I rail against he's ass, he sucks, he's trash. You know, first of all, that's that's not how you should talk about any player in the NFL who's played as long as he had. But I've seen ass and trash quarterbacks we want to do that. I've covered the Cowboys for a long time. We've had the Clint Sterners and Anthony Wrights and the Quinton Carters and, and the, you know, uh you know, there's just so many bad quarterbacks between Troy Aikman and, and, and Tony Romo that, that I, I can't even I can't remember uh, them all. But we, we've seen a lot of ass and trash quarterbacks come through here. Dak Prescott is not one of them. Dak Prescott is is probably going to go down as the third best quarterback in Cowboys history. But because he hasn't won the playoffs, because uh, the the Cowboys have won the playoffs, he's getting that gook. And and and, and that's what he's getting. And again, until the Cowboys do something the postseason, it comes with the dinner. I
1: uh, I I am very curious, Clarence, about what that next contract for Dak is going to look like because I think it's going to set the tone for to his next contract. Um, are they going to be redoing Dak's deal this this they, summer?
2: They they have to. He has a 50 million, $59 nine million dollar cap hit next year, you know, and then they have things they got to do and, and people they have to sign. And, and so they have to get it done. And you really don't want to go into the final year of the quarterback's contract uh, with that hanging over his head. And, you know, it's funny because you, you talk about, you know, the MVP stuff, now that stop stopped. If Dak had won the MVP, and if he had continued to play the way he played, he was getting Burrow money. He still may get Burrow money. Oh, yeah. He was, was going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. No way. Coach for the Cowboys, quarterback for the Cowboys, win MVP, you know, possibly, you know, you know. Doing well in the playoffs, there was no way they weren't. Dak and his agent were going to make them back up the brakes truck. Again, you're still going to have to do that because that's what it is. You know, the Cowboys are not going to go in another direction of the quarterback because Dak has proven, you know, he's not necessarily the problem. He hasn't been the answer yet because, you know, you have one won the playoffs, but but you're you going to win with Dak Prescott, at quarterback. So uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, we know the number starts at 50. You know, how much over
1: 50? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a decent quarterback at this point. I remember when Dak's deal was every the highest in the league and everybody thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Now his deal is – is is, it's, is it's, it's, it's time for 10th. It's time for 10th. And we all
2: knew that. Anybody that watched the game, we knew these other deals were coming down the pike. Actually, when Dak signed, he was second behind uh, Mahomes. And, and, you know, and then, you know, uh, obviously Josh Allen signed his deal and some other stuff. But, yeah, everybody, you know, thought it, it was crazy. And, and, you know, he's not Mahomes and he doesn't – No, he's not Mahomes. No one's Mahomes. You know, no one's Aaron Rodgers and all those stuff. But that's what you have to pay top quarterbacks. You're seeing Jalen Hurts just got his deal. You see how he's playing. And, 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 you know, it is what it is. And so if you have a top quarterback, you got to pay him top quarterback money. And right now it starts at 50-plus.
0: Yeah, You were talking about the MVP race. So, you, you know, if he lights up the Dolphins, he'll be right back in the MVP conversation. Just like Tua disappeared after the Tennessee game, and now he's back in the picture uh, after what they did against the Jets, that's, eh. You know, in in it Tyreek Hill? I mean, isn't the MVP? I think he is, but
2: I, I'm. But, you know, let's talk about that for a second, you know. Go for it. um I love Tyreek Hill, you know, as a player and what he's done. But they have an award for him. It's called Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. Qu- quarterbacks do too much for a receiver to get MVP. They they do too much. They they have too much control of the game for receiving MVP. I mean, love so, what he's so done. Why would
1: just named the MVP the quarterback award, quarterback what? of the year award? Adrian Peterson wanted when he when he went rushed for two thousand yards. So yeah, now all of a sudden a wide receiver that goes to two thousand is and he's not going to go to two thousand right now because he no no, to, and he'd have to average one hundred and fifty two per game, which I just think is unrealistic. But I mean, if he had done it, I think he and
2: Well, and I think the difference with Adrian Peterson is the the, the running back gets way more carries, though. They still have more control, especially back then, and the game has changed so much. But back then, you know, you're, you're, you're getting
0: 20, 25, 30 touches a game. It's different than 10. Agreed, but to me, my take's always been that what makes a Dolphin offense special, which it has been for most of the year, and it's Tyreek Hill as well as Tua has played. Um,
2: if it would be, if the, if the Dolphins had the best record in the league, you know, or or the second best record, then we have a different conversation. If you know, if if you know if they're they're winning games against winning teams,
0: <laughs> well, correct, if, correct. If, they close out, if they close out the season with with three wins, for example, uh, then Tua is absolutely going to be in the conversation, and then Tyreek, depending on what he does in those three games, again, well, then,
2: okay. But then they're splitting votes, and neither one's going to win.
1: Yeah, well, hold on. But are we giving Brock Purdy the MVP because he's got the best team and he's got the best? I, can- I, I, I'm not. I'm not on
2: that narcotic. But you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's you know, I think I think you know, Chris McCaffrey is, is the most indispensable player. If not him, uh, then it's Debo Samuel on on that team. But you don't know how that goes. They're going to Brock Purdy is going to be in the conversation. Of course, they may split both too. It may be Lamar Jackson. I mean, okay.
3: But,
0: hold on, Clarence. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Put you to the fire here. You're saying it can't be Tyreek because it's a quarterback award, but you're not on board with Purdy because because um, McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are better players and more vital to this offense.
2: I mean, you trying to you trying to gotcha? You trying to gotcha me? <laughs> you, 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 you're Sorry. trying to gotcha me? No, I'm not. I'm saying that I again. I'm not. What, what I'm saying is that there's an award for outstanding individual performances. And that's offensive player of the year. Uh, uh, I didn't say it could be Tyreek. I just said that I wouldn't do that. And I didn't, I didn't say I was voting for Purdy or, 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 or or, or Debo Samuel or one of those guys. I'm just saying, looking at the 49ers and his candidacy, I think that those guys are more valuable to what they do. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But there's no clear, the the problem is, and, and, it was a good problem having have, maybe for a guy like Tyreek, maybe for those other guys, because there's no clear-cut guy, and and so it's going to come down to you know there's you know you know obviously Josh Allen could get back in the conversation, you know there's no clear-cut uh, winner and and no clear-cut front front runner at this point, so it, it's really wide open, so we'll see. Maybe it's going to come down the last two oh, weeks. We'll let's, get...
1: let's, let's hammer
2: this out. Let's hammer this out. Because you got know. Lamar Jackson has games against Miami and San Francisco.
0: Correct. Who's your vote right now, though? If the, the season is over. right? And by the way, I, I, I apologize if Omar didn't warn you that I played devil's advocate quite a bit.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's on your head. Not try not to like folks. Come on. That's what I thought. I was just trying. What's going on with the Expos down in, you know, in South Florida? Man? I'm Born and raised myself.
3: in
0: Montreal.
2: Okay. I just, that's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Even though they don't exist anymore. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Wow. But, uh... <laughs> parents,
0: you <laughs> have to you like that. Wow. wow. <laughs> If I had to
2: go run this,
0: that's running. for the gotcha. That, that's, that,
2: that, that's for the gotcha, for sure. I, yeah, I played dirty. Uh, uh, right
0: now, right now today is over. Who's
2: your
1: MVP vote? Lamar
0: Jackson.
1: Okay. I, I think I think that's a. I mean, if we, if we look at it, nobody's giving it to Mahomes. Okay. Nobody wants to give it to Brock because he kind of is... Well, there's people that want to give it to Brock. That's that's not
2: true. That's, that's, that's oh, okay. there's, a whole, there's a whole legion of Brock fans out there that want to give it to Brock. I I, I disagree with that.
1: Okay. And then that just fumbled the ball at, at the goal lines. Or, 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 yeah. And there might just be Lamar, to be honest with you. Unless, unless he flatlines at the end of the season, he's got to take care of business. Tough game against the 49ers, and then uh, that that brutal showdown uh, in Baltimore against the Dolphins, maybe maybe he uses his hometown team to cement his his candidacy. Yeah, if he beats if he beats the and, and beats Miami, I, I think
2: he's going to win. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: I and I'm on board with you there, Clarence. I, right now, I would probably go Lamar.
1: Mm-hmm. So of course, safety. again,
2: of course, he's never won the playoffs either, and so he still has the same question. Oh, yep. And 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 that's the thing about you know everybody says well. The Cowboys and Chiefs – I mean, Cowboys and, and, and Dolphins are frauds. Who isn't a fraud right now? I mean, the only guy that's wanted is Kansas City mm-hmm. and, and Patrick Mahomes. And they're playing – not playing well, okay? They're they're certainly not the favorite. Everybody else is a question mark. I mean, Philly, they got there last year. They're not playing well. They haven't won. And people act like, you know, they unt- – because they got they got to the Super Bowl. Ask Dex, Dan Marino what it means to get to the Super Bowl for the rest of, and never get back the rest of your career. I mean, getting to the Super Bowl never meant anything. Now, all of a sudden, well, Jalen Hurts got to the Super Bowl. So what? You know, it doesn't matter. You didn't win it. You know, you, you're not untouchable because you got to the Super Bowl. Again, the 49ers have been dominant. They haven't won it since the Cowboys won it. People don't know that. The Cowboys, they won it since 95. But the 49ers, they won it since 94. They got in there.
1: They Have won it. They have been they've been pretty good. They've been building now, momentum for, that, for the past couple of years. Now, listen, now they got a but, cheap quarterback. They could build a good team with a cheap all, quarterback. All of that, but but do it. You we still ain't done it. You still
2: ain't, you know, gotten, you know, you know, they've gotten to, the they got to the super bowl cabernet, they gotten super bowl garoppolo. They they've done that, they haven't won it. Okay, you, you're right, you're right, absolutely right. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. Not <laughs> there with Jeff Garcia, yeah, all of that. You know, you got, you got, you got to win it. I mean, I, I mean, at, at least they've been there. Dolphins, ain't have been there since '84. I, I got you, I got you. All of that, but you know, again, no one gets credit. They don't hang banners for being there.
1: Lakers hanging banners for uh, in-season championships. Omar,
0: Listen. Omar, at this point, hell, we we take a playoff win here. Been 23 years. Yeah, year. yeah, that, that, mean, that'd, be, that'd be almost a Super Bowl here. No
1: yeah,
0: y'all we, know we, that y'all know
2: y'all know good and well if they win a wild card playoff game and lose in the first round, ain't nobody gonna be happy. Uh, ain't nobody, nobody gonna be happy. Stop we with. we
1: exercising demons over here. This is, <laughs> this, is, a, this, is a, this is a totally different era of Dolphin fandom where we've got generations of people in their 30s who've never seen a playoff win. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand this, that, but if they win a wild card game. And, and lose
2: at Baltimore, lose at whoever, you know. No one's going to be happy, especially with all the hype and all the, you know, the greatest show on turf. Oh, hold
1: on, didn't begin the season as this darling, and, and no, but they
2: are they are darling now. You yeah, know, we're you talking know, about Michael Daniels' outfits and clothes, and oh, he's so stylish. He is a fly. I man, know, I know who's doing it. I I know who's doing it. I follow social media. He's so stylish. He, what kind he
0: of Jordans got it? on? talking about what his
2: got... shoes and sneakers all the time. <laughs> what kind of Jordans he got on? Uh, it, no, he don't wear Jordans. Jordans okay, too for him. I'm sorry. Whatever whatever shoes, you know, all of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it'll be an interesting game. I think it's one of the top games of this week. Obviously, Clarence, when you come down, holla at me so we can, you know, run the streets a little bit together. Um, maybe we hit up. A, a special spot after the game. Um, okay. That, that, you know, that shall not be mentioned. Um Always a pleasure, Clarence. We, we thank you for your time. We thank you. uh w- What is your prediction? We generally don't do predictions, but are you feeling like the Cowboys are going to get a bounce back? No, I think the Dolphins win.
2: I think the Cowboys are going to lose two straight. You know, again, the Cowboys got, to lose. I'm, you got to show me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the, you know, you know, feeling good. I mean they, they that 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 loss was too bad and too embarrassing uh for me to say that they're gonna just automatically bounce back in a team as good as certainly Miami. And again the way Miami plays at home, they play well at home. They like the Cowboys play well at home and, and they have a thing that that they you know not just Tyreek Hill, but those speedy backs with this gave the Cowboys so much fits
1: last week with, with, with Buffalo and, and James Cook. These guys are faster. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your nose tackled, you don't have a defense when you run yeah. a 3-4. So uh, I expect a lot of running. Uh, all right, Clarence, we appreciate you. That's All Dolphins Podcast. Clarence, w- tell them how to find you on Twitter, Clarence, because you want uh, to follow
2: us. Uh, find me on Twitter. Now you follow me, you get all of me. I'm not just a seam head. I, I I talk about everything. So Clarence Hill Jr. on Twitter all together. Clarence Hill Jr. on Twitter. And Chill
1: NFL on Instagram. See and, and Clarence is much like me. It's like a shot of Hennessy. If you don't like it straight, don't 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 go to him because he ain't gonna give it to you with no chaser. All right, no. we appreciate you. Like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. Um, behind enemy lines. I told you it was gonna be a good episode, and and see Clarence backed it up for me. All right, we will see you guys tomorrow. No, no,
2: covered up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Expose <laughs>